This is uh, episode 184 of the Metafilter Monthly Podcast. I am Josh Cortex Millard. And I'm Jessamine. And we are here talking, uh, oh, it's April 28th. Uh, and the last one we did on, oh, like April 10th, April 11th. We were late there. We're getting in early here. We don't was know for sure. Was it that late? It was. It was. It was. Uh, well, I'm glad was. we got it done. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And now we can now we can have a nice condensed uh, one in terms of time span. That doesn't mean we won't talk for ninety minutes, but you know who knows. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll pretend I have a hard stop at four, but I don't. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Um, one eighty four is a magic number. Is it? Uh, remind me what a magic number is. That seems like that's I don't one know. One I'm just I like reading the Wikipedia article. Uh, it's the number of nucleons such that they're arranged into complete shells. All right. But it's not one of the seven most widely recognized magic numbers. I guess it's a less widely known magic number. <laughs> okay, I just got to fucking look it up. What is... Uh, oh, it's a magic number. It's a oh. higher magic. It's the lowest oh. higher magic number. This is magic numbers for uh, like physics. Didn't okay. I say physics? You did, but like I, I, I heard. I feel like magic number is also like a mathematical. It is term, and I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a chemical term too. I guess like scientists really like the idea of calling something magic because they yeah. <laughs> are concerned about their lives. Uh, boy. Yeah, I should not just sit here and read a Wikipedia on air. I, I mean, you can, right? I, uh, well, no, I mean, like, no judgment yeah. zone here. Yeah, but you know. But then I'll start talking about <laughs> what I want to talk about, there. which this week is fair use. There's also a Wikipedia article uh, about highways numbered 184. I'm going to go ahead and link to that. Fair use. Tell me about fair use. Well, I am. Um, I mean, tell me what's on your mind about fair use. I know. I'm going to use. Canada tomorrow. Uh, which, you know, sounds like a lot, but it's actually a little. It's easier to get to Canada than Boston, with the yeah, one you're... exception of having to download an app in order to go to Canada, um, <laughs> which is a little weird. What? So is it like a passport supplement app or? It's like you answer a bunch of questions via the app and then you get a QR code and then they can kind of determine what they still need to know from you. And it also includes like your vaccination status and, you know, how are you feeling today and, you know, all these, all these things. Um, so I'm going to Montreal, which is close, for the Young Lawyers Division of the Vermont Bar Association's Winter Thaw. I'm the keynote speaker. It'll be the first public talk I've given since 2019, like to people as okay. opposed to, to Zooms. Sure. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I, I, I don't have the accompanying terror that I feel like I should have, um, but maybe this is I'm two, three years older now, and maybe that doesn't happen anymore. And um, they were basically like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, what? Like, that never happens. Usually they're like, we want you to talk about this. And usually it's something I only kind of want to talk about and I make it work. But this time I'm like, I don't know. Uh, how about fair use? And so I'm going to talk about, like, my different experiences in fair use, including uh, malt shop getting sued by copyright trolls, uh, <laughs> Wikipedia being against fair use in some substantive ways because it's not free enough, Um and uh, watching a friend of mine's Facebook live stream get shut down as soon as they started playing a little video on their phone 
that had copyrighted music in it. <laughs> Jesus. Like literally the entire thing just like stopped and kicked everybody out and everyone was like, what happened? And then you had to find your way back to a new stream, uh, et cetera. That's insane. Yeah. So fair use is a land of contrasts and yeah. um, and it's weird because fair use isn't the same in Canada, but I'm speaking to American lawyers. This is kind of a, um, uh, like a, like a social slash continuing ed thing for them. Yeah. And so they do it in Montreal. So they bring their family up and it's fun. Nice. Yeah. So my thoughts about fair use, and it's only like a 30 minute talk, 45 minute talk, which for me is like, as you know, just getting started. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've had to really keep it, keep it tight, which is um, not, not my, not my strength, but I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah. It's 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 useful and educational to be forced into uh, concision. I think so. And the talks at eleven, and you know, we can argue about whether it's useful uh, to try and force yourself into waking up early so that you can get paid a lot of money for work. And I I think so, but you know, I usually wake up at eleven, and this talk is at eleven. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Well, that seems yeah, that seems worth it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's definitely worth it, or I would have said no, but like... <laughs> oh, if if only that were always true about things in life. If we could just say with confidence every time, you know, I would have said no if this wasn't worth it, you know, that would yeah. be, a, be well, a simpler world. Sometimes you don't realize until a little bit later. Yeah. Or sometimes, as often happens to me... Like, I would have said no if there was another living person who could have done this. And now I realize I have to teach other living people how to do this. <laughs> but for now, I'm just going to do the thing. You know, we have to uplate, upload the agenda for the Conservation Commission meeting to the town website within 48 <laughs> hours before the thing or else it's illegal because oh. of, you know, open meeting laws. And our uh, secretary is taking a couple months off because she's doing work stuff. She got a new job. So it turns out nobody else knows how to do that but me. So I guess <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, all right. Really. All right. All right. Okay. Um, just uh, channeling my inner Peter Falk there, I guess. And it all snowed right. yesterday. Right. Oh, yeah? I guess yeah. that that seems less shocking for Vermont. Uh, than somebody like we, not being able to use a website? I don't well, know. Well, no, 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 no. Then, then snow uh, yesterday would have been here. Although we had snow this month, so who yeah. fucking knows? Um, yeah. Well, should we talk about some Metafilter stuff? Sure. I like Metafilter. I mean, if you want to. We, we don't have to. We can, <laughs> we can just go full. We can go full Uncle, uh, what is it? Uncle Grandpa? Bad gra Uncle Grandpa, I think. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. I, I'm, I've gone on a swerve, but okay. So this is, this is a, this, <laughs> this a self-fulfilling self uh, tangent. Uh, so I've, I've mentioned my brother, my brother and me before podcast. I enjoy listening. To I got some points for knowing those guys existed in a mini league on the trivia. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, they, uh, 
their their usual format for the podcast is they'll just sort of start talking about something for you know, five, 10, 15 minutes up front, like they'll get into some sort of goof and they'll sort of run with it. And then they'll like fairly organically decide, okay, you know what? Uh, we have to actually start the podcast now. Um, and then they did one where they started talking about uh, a movie that maybe was called Uncle Grandpa. I don't know, maybe. But anyway, uh, something Grandpa. Um Maybe Uncle Grandpa's the name of a band. Something involving Grandpa that they ended up like talking for like 10 minutes about. And like, okay, we, we should get to the show. But you know, another thing about this movie is, and then they talked about it some more. And then like pretty soon they were a half an hour in and they still hadn't started the show. And they just like committed and they just spent the entire fucking episode. They did nothing that they normally do. They just kept talking for like 45 minutes an hour about like whatever that bad movie was. And, uh, so I was gonna say we could pull, we could pull like an Uncle Grandpa, but a, I don't know if Uncle Grandpa is even the name of the thing. B, why would you or anyone else necessarily get that reference? And C, we probably shouldn't because it's not like we have a juicy thing to talk about here to get distracted for an hour on it. No, so. absolutely nothing juicy that we could talk for. I mean. <laughs> We're starting this podcast at 2.40, and we've just been dishing about various things before we hit record, none of which we are going to continue to talk about. I apologize nothing, nothing, to nothing our 11 listeners. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's one of the nice things about having a, you know, decade and a half long, you know, friendship and working relationship is you can do a lot of uh, uh, discussing and venting about nitty gritty stuff in a way that is, you know, appropriate for like that sort of friendship situation and not appropriate for talking on mic to the entire internet. So sorry. Or broadcasting and, you know, in an indelible, always going to be there fashion. <laughs> Another thing somebody could start, this is also uh, the first podcast we're going to have somebody else help us uh, do sound yes. engineering. And the reason I mention that is because at some future point, it would be nice to be able to get back to having transcripts again. Yes. So if one of our 11 listeners is interested in helping that, that might be a thing Pernoyak could help set up, but I think doesn't want to manage, um, you know, because that's how it was working before with whatever that wacky software was that we had. Yeah, well, well, you know, yeah, it had been, there was some software for like doing group work bit by bit on transcripts and stuff. And I think that's still out there and still available. Um, and it's just like, it's a fair amount of work. Like it just takes a while to transcribe stuff. So like a, sure. a 90 minute podcast means, you know, a lot of hours of volunteer labor doing the listing and typing, which if people are down for getting back to it, fucking A, that's great. Um, there's also stuff like otter. Uh, AI. AI that I, I, I was unhappy with like the results when we threw it at it. Cause it was just like, it felt like so much of a mess, but also I don't need to be the person making that decision. If it's, if it's more useful than nothing, than like making a point of doing that. Uh, regularly right that it might actually useful. be a great idea like maybe somebody else would feel <clears throat> pardon me the amount of work it would require to do something like that might be better like like tidying up something like that might be better slash easier yeah. than doing it by hand maybe i don't know yeah but you know like in the in the spirit of uh you know trying to think more about like direct community involvement and stuff and and making volunteer label labor a more uh practical part of stuff like that's that's a good fit for it because it's like it's not something that requires a great deal of commitment it's not something that requires 
a great deal of wrangling. It just takes, you know, someone doing a little bit of setup work and a bunch of people doing a little bit of work just because they have the time and inclination. Yeah, you don't have to um, know how to code and it'll increase the level of accessibility of these podcasts, which, you know, I'm always happy when podcasts have transcripts, so why yeah. wouldn't other people? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Yeah, um, we'll we'll see how the whole process goes of having someone not me do it. Um, right. I don't want to call them out yet because maybe it won't work for them. But <laughs> yeah, thank if you. They, if they give a shot, they're like, oh, you know, actually, then yeah, right. I don't want them this to was be a, on the record. This was a disaster. Um, <laughs> but uh, but still, that's that's the plan, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah. One more, one more thing off off the plate. I'm increasingly, I, 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 I'm very close to being like done with responsibilities now, which is so uh, you say. So I said, well, but you know, I've, I've checked off a lot of boxes. There's, there's still little things to do, but like you know, most of the stuff that would have had me as an intermediary or a bottleneck is now not. And that well, that's feels, awesome. The, yeah, that the no good. cortex bottleneck seems yeah, great. Like stuff can good happen you, without the site. depending on me. And that's, yeah, that's just, that's a good change. And like one of the necessary useful things here. So a lot of that is done, which is great, you know, and there's still other stuff to do, but, uh, but it's not everything hinging on me, which is extremely good. Great. Extremely freeing for me. Um, and uh, I've been getting a lot of reading done. I've been uh, making some art, playing some video games, um, and just sort of like adjusting. Like it's weird. It's weird not to be working mod shifts. Right. Um, it's just like the way I have thought about structuring my day around like when I'm working and some of the sort of like mental gymnastics that go with like, you know, being ready for dealing with this or that and thus like you know not, not wanting to get into this before you know or or whatever like you know there's a lot of that headspace management you do around like what you have coming up that like a lot of that headspace management feels very baked in place even without the like job shifts now so it's like kind of a weird thing of unpacking like the things that like i'm doing to like you know work around a shift that's not there and it's like oh i don't need to do that structural work around that i could just like you know right 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 like in principle do whatever the fuck i want today in practice you know brain's a little bit more complicated i gotta sort of figure out how that's gonna work but uh I just bought... going and sitting on the couch and reading has been happening a lot more which is like a, a nice change nice yeah i bought two big bags of apples when I went to the supermarket earlier this week, because I make applesauce pretty much regularly, but then I didn't make applesauce yesterday or the day before, which means really, because I'm going to be gone for a couple days, today's probably the day, but also, you know, I've got some international travel coming up, and so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's windy as hell outside, though, so not as appealing for a really long walk. You know, if you if you spell applesauce with a B, Stop. you could call it bapplesauce. Does that mean anything to you? No. Okay, it's a it's a thing I've seen on TikTok a bunch. Um, I'm just not a TikTok person. <laughs> uh, I'll see if I can find a, a, a applesauce. Yeah, no, I have no now idea. You have I have to no explain idea. it to me. Well, okay, I'll 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 uh I'll find I'll find a video with it. No, um, just well, words. It's you know the words I said. Imagine imagine someone singing those words to uh I, th I think it must be a Lil Nas X song um here. really here's here's it's it's just it's 
I have no idea where this came from. It's like a 10 second long random bit of Dada goofery and it shows up in a lot of TikTok videos because that's the perfect like sound to put behind a random TikTok. And that's all I can tell you. If you spell applesauce with a B, you can call it babblesauce. That's the entire thing. That's the entire thing. I have now watched the entire thing. I don't know what I just watched. And since yep. comments are turned off, I definitely don't know. Yep. And I have no idea if that video is in any way the source or just yet another person doing something with that audio, which seems likely. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm Weird. so sorry. What the fuck were you talking about? Um, uh, I was just talking about, about Canada? making applesauce is probably oh, applesauce. a thing I have to fit into the remaining hours of my day, which shouldn't be that difficult. But maybe let's get a move on. Right. Okay. Yes. Let's so, let's let's projects. keep making this apple sauce. A lot of projects. neat projects. Seen a bunch yeah. of old timers in there that I appreciated, including Ranjit is making uh, moon milk. Is making these little guys, little little uh, ancient animal sculptures. Yeah. Look very similar in some ways to the little guys from last month. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that hedgehog is not dissimilar, but I checked the date and it's not the same. Just different weird little guys. Yeah, and then um, uh, Derek Fraying, who you remember from a million years ago. um, Basically, uh, you know, made websites, did community, was just dealing with a bunch of shit, left the Bay Area, started growing hemp, and uh, now uh, him and uh, Heather do a bunch of uh, CBD stuff, farm stuff. Uh, this goes to their actual farm, uh, but you can kind of also follow them around on um, on Instagram and a bunch of other places. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of cute uh, cute of animal cute pictures. Goat and uh, goat. I got on... all you fascists born to lose, bound to lose, uh, which I don't think is available on their website anymore. But you can get an Oregotian bumper sticker <laughs> uh work hard keep going sticker and patriotic americans get vaccinated sticker and uh i was just happy to see uh happy to see derek around yeah he's a he's an exo guy too so i've had uh you know social contact with him over the years uh yeah via that too which is nice and i uh i interact with him on that bird site and uh he's funny there a lot of times or interesting <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Um, boy, yeah, there was a, God, what all was catching my eye? Well, there's actually a very nice little game from Malevolent is, is one thing. Um, this little game called Bokeh. Oh is, yeah. I, that was on my list too. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice, simple little game made as a, you know, quick little, uh, short time frame thing. And, and yeah. Every time I see the Vol WTF URL, it just makes me smile. I love it. <laughs> and speaking of other uh, old timers, Grouse is here with some sciencey science thing. Always with the sciencey science. I always like seeing a Grouse post because I never know what the fuck is actually going on with it because I know like nothing about like practical genetics shit. But uh, but he's always doing it. Yeah, basically, it seems like it has to do with figuring out which parts of a gene, um, like viruses, I think, attached to are in something. It looks super cool. 
I don't understand it. He's the PI on it. Good for them. And it speeds up a whole bunch of stuff that previously took forever. And it's on GitHub. So See, there uh, a, uh... there's some quick starts. The FAQ has one question. And uh, yeah, if you're a sciencey science person, you should check it out. Get in on that sequence. Uh, um, hmm. <laughs> what happened there? I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just I'm full of free associations today. I, it just reminded me, and I I was I was starting to tell the story, and then starting to wonder if I had told the story previously for some reason. When uh, Griff, uh, they had a kid named Helio, mm -hmm. and you know I I'd been like DMing him, you know, some sort of congrats thing about it and then i'd said or i guess i could say you've completed the helio sequence and he was like i don't know what that means i was like oh wait the helio sequence is a local band you wouldn't know who they are <laughs> that's not a joke oops <laughs> and yeah right so. that's not a joke here speaking of griff did you see that griff and boncliffe saw each other in New i York? did it was like a magical sigil showing up on my fucking like you know social media feed like how is this possible how are these how are these two good boys in the same place at the I same time? I don't even time? remember if it was, if I saw it on Griffiths' Instagram or other gyms. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Boncliff was uh, going to see several ah, nights of fish. here's a picture. It was on Griff's. As, as, as he is wont to do. And, uh, and yeah. Well, and I think that was... Um, like they were New Year's shows that were postponed, and so he was yeah. kind of in New York on a random time. Yep. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I I should have known, but I kind of didn't know they knew each other. Like it makes sense that they would know each other, but I don't think I've seen them interacting like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to. I would have to think through my my Twitter conversations. I guess. <laughs> Um, there's a post, uh, from Valrus, um, some, some Blaseball content. It's been a while since I've talked about Blaseball, but, uh, there's a album called Reunion Tour that, uh, they contributed some songs to along with a bunch of other people that is, uh, a collection of, uh, Blaseball music by people other than the sort of accidentally official Blaseball band, The Garages, who have also put out a ton of albums about Blaseball that I've talked about. Uh, in the past, so uh, yeah, get some baseball content, get some get some baseball music there. Did something? Is there? Like, is there? <laughs> I suddenly, <laughs> I suddenly saw. I also want to apologize in advance if my sound is fuckety because, like, it was too loud, and we installed like a little thing that will hopefully keep Chrome from like auto adjusting. But maybe it means it's all screwed up. So sorry. Um, For some reason, installed made me think like uh, like like a stent or something. It's a weird. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh. Oh, um. Did baseball like start up again or something? Like. I, yeah, it's been. I it's suddenly been a... just saw a bunch of baseball content in the last like week or two. It's been off and on. Like they've been taking big breaks. I don't know that it has started back up, but there might have been some other. Thing going on. I guess I'll go look at blazeball.com and see if it's saying anything. Um, yeah, so they're still they're still on a, a break right now. After I think 
maybe there was some stuff earlier this year. I know there was some stuff last year. Um, but yeah, they've been kind of doing it like with intentional like stuff happening and then a break and then stuff happening and then a break. Um, and so yeah, I don't I don't know why there would have been a big whip up lately but who knows okay I don't know. yeah i mean it could literally just be like one or two friends of mine from twitter that were like hey you know i'm excited about this this week for some reason but yeah yeah i don't know i i've been i've been not keeping like real close track um but uh i'm looking forward to the next time it spins back up and trying to get back into that fire hose of creative weird energy uh it's a good time uh, I'm trying to remember if I had any other specific things I wanted to pull out. Um, oh, Jay Harris has started a new uh, blog, or has started a, a, a new blog, uh, Set Side B. Um, Jay Harris is like a bigger roguelike nerd than I am. Uh, Impossible. Is, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, absolutely handily far and away. Um, has always been a good source of roguelikes are just like you're stuff. a little dude in a dungeon carrying a sword and you pick shit up and put shit down ah but more so but yes um <laughs> that's i i it's uh, boy it's a it's a whole complicated thing like i mean a why is it complicated it's complicated because the history of people talking about what roguelike means has oh i see there's an overweening fan group yeah, like well, if like 15, 20 years ago you said like what's a roguelike, there was like a very straightforward set of answers, and they mostly had to do with like terminal text-based games. Okay, graphics. and and don't get me wrong, I have played and you know, understand rogue. I just yeah. wasn't sure if roguelike encompassed. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So like twenty years ago, roguelike encompassed games that were very much like rogue. You know, and people would have arguments sometimes about, well, is Diablo a roguelike? And other people would be like, no, it's absolutely fucking not. Just because there's randomly generated dungeons and items doesn't mean that, like, it's a roguelike. You know, there's here's I the seven like criteria. It, it is. Well, and here's the thing. Mm. In the ensuing 20 years, mm. there has been this renaissance of people using roguelike and then roguelike-like or oh my roguelite God. to describe oh my God. embracing elements of these in a much there there are games that get called roguelikes that are arguably less of a roguelike than diablo is but there's also this sense of understanding of roguelike at this point meaning not games that are like net hack and rogue so much as games that contain significant elements of sure. randomized maps or permadeath or uh, randomized items or sort of like emergent you know generated so permadeath situations. means you don't respawn right it means right you like start you don't again have extra lives exactly yeah um and you know tons of games are using different bits of these elements in a lot of really fucking wonderful ways and then, like if the cost of that huge blossoming of fantastic sort of game programming ideas and just fantastic indie games coming out is like losing the specificity of that one fusty old term then that's a good deal. So, like, I've given up on caring at all about what roguelike means, per se, outside of the specific confines of having a good-natured argument about it with, sure. like, fellow idiots who are in, in NetHack. But, like, you know, if it's not – if it's if, ever, if everybody's not on board with having that specific kind of narrow academic conversation, then I just kind of, like, uh, just shut up about it. <laughs> so uh, – and Jay Harris is one of the people that, like, I would be willing to have that, like – 
academic conversation with because I know he's coming from a place of like genuine knowledge and love about it. So, right, and um, also able to kind of talk about it without it turning into just some ugly nerd fight. Yeah, yeah, neat. And and so we started a new gaming blog. There you go. Brought it Great. back around. There um, are two jobs. Are you done with projects? Yeah, go for it. Uh, one of them is very long. Uh, it's from Rockin' Data. The post or the uh, duration? The post, actually. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's a government job. And it's oh, yeah. the USGS water, G- USGS water Mission Area hiring multiple IT people. Term information technology, but they call it IT, not TIT for reasons. Um, <laughs> but there's some specialist positions for uh, doing usability research. Um, and it sounds cool. It's a very long post, um, so you'll have to check it out. But it's like a government job. It pays uh, from medium to good. Um, maybe not for IT work. I don't know. Seems good. Um, yeah. They've got some pretty serious diversity and inclusion transparency requests and requirements. And then it's a bunch of blah, blah computer words. But if it's right for you, it's a nice civic job and it pays really well. And then, uh, in contrast, this teeny job from Megami, Megami, uh, helping uh, upload some stuff to the CMS. Just copying and pasting, doing a little images, 12 oh, chapters. Yeah. Looks nice. In London. Contract job. The end. <laughs> and those are all the jobs. Good, good job report. Thanks! That, that's what that's what they mean when they say the government put out a job support, right? It's just like Biden sits down and reads through some job openings. Sure. Yeah. In okay. fact, I am reading a book right now where part of like the central, oh, we're not alone on this frozen ice planet conceit is like it's told from the perspectives of the people on the frozen ice planet and the people who are in the little pod circling above the top and the whole way they become aware of each other is because there's like a little radio station on the planet. And one of the things on the radio station is they just have somebody who reads the news and the people like in the little pod above the planet pick up that news and are like, listen to this. And, you know, they hear like the lady reading the news and they're like, she's really good at this kind of. And that, like, <laughs> I'm early in the book, um, but it's a pretty good book so far. And it's kind of adorable to have like, a little like people listening to the radio while they're discussing, you know, while they're on sort of huge interplanetary generation ship level missions. Yeah. Shall we discuss the posts of metafilter.com? Sure. Let me, uh, the one thing I did not do in all this time we were talking was uh, bring up my faves. So uh, why don't you start? I'll bring up all my right. faves and then we can uh, continue. <laughs> well, here, here, here's a, a, a pair of Metafilter posts uh, from 11 Days Apart. Ah, the first shit. one is uh, Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. And the second <sighs> one is... Elon Musk is gonna buy Twitter, and uh, those have both had a couple hundred plus comments in it, and uh, 
that's like uh this is like this is the, this is the sort of thing that like I almost want to just like not bother putting uh, like mentioning on the podcast because it just annoys me. It's just stupid. We can it's edit. Stupid. No, 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 no. I mean, I've made a decision to like you know say hey here's here's some things like it's been a huge story because Jim will sometimes say a thing that he regrets, and when it becomes clear that the thing he said didn't land the way he wanted to, he'll be like, just rewind, pretend I didn't say that. And I'm like, that's not how language works. But I say it enough that I assume maybe lots of people have that problem. So I just wanted to, you know, give you that option. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. No, no, no. It's I, I'm going to talk about it because it's it's this huge, inescapable, stupid thing. Um, and, you know, it's it's like, what if what if you had a guy who was like really, really rich and also just shitty? Like, that's kind of the premise of a lot of stories, I realize, but uh, it feels like Musk is, like, really trying to carve out, like, you know, Hall of Fame status on this shit. Well, and I think part of Musk's issue, right, is that, like, he's neurodivergent, he's deeply embedded in internet culture, he's also wildly rich, mostly because his parents were like shitty emerald mine, shitty people from South Africa. He's not American, but he's in, I mean, he's probably American now, but like he's not from America. So he comes with a slightly lateral set of perspectives and yeah, he's also kind of a shitty person and he's a loud mouth, which I feel like, yeah, it's, it's a that, real that, that is one storm. of the things is like, the, there's a lot of like rich shitty people who like, have either just the lack of input of perverse or the good sense to not like endlessly be loud about it. And yeah. Anyway, so who knows what will happen with a Twitter thing? You know, it's, it's going to be a mess no matter what probably. And there's a lot of conversation about it. If you want conversation in those two threads, a lot of movement towards like people saying, okay, time to, try Mastodon or try Mastodon again or go do another thing or whatever. And uh, I'm I'm really just not looking forward to this being a thing that's going to be like a topic of conversation for the next several months at least, which is probably the kind of time frame that an actual like completed purchase process would look like. Look like six months? Yeah, like, like that seems like a reasonable sort of take on how it would normally work, which normally is such a loaded fucking word in this case because who fucking knows what's normal, but... Uh, it just feels like it, it, it feels like the Trump candidacy of bullshitty acquisitions, you know, like like anything you want to say about, well, but obviously X won't happen because you're like, well, is it obvious at this point? Is it actually clear? Can we actually reasonably say because of institutional, you know, momentum and 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 expectations, blah, 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 because uh, I don't know that, that that didn't work great the last time we all. Uh, tried to like rely on that so anyway that's my big random ranty blah 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 about that now let's talk about stuff that's fun let's talk about posts that i actually like yeah and like i don't know how i even feel about it other than i wish it hadn't happened but like you know i'm probably one of those people who's like i am not sure if i can go somewhere else you know what i mean like Like, I interact with a whole bunch of kind of not friends there in ways that, you know, a social network that's more based on friends' friends would be difficult for me. Like, I have a Mastodon account, and I looked back, you know, at it to remind myself what my login is and a whole bunch. I think I'm on octodon.social, of all things. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I can simultaneously yeah. be like Elon Musk, terrible person, his acquisition of Twitter, terrible news for a number of reasons. And also being like, but I might still be there. And you know, that feels weird to think about. And I'm sort of deferring big decisions and also not dwelling on it. But, yeah. you know, I did give it well, some thought and I'm not really sure what I think beyond that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the things where like there's not there's not a simple one to one mapping where you can just like change cable providers. Like if you live in a town where you can change cable providers like, you know, there's and there's I don't. A, yeah, there's a point at which like you, know, you kind of have to decide, am I going to just go without this thing? more than you can just say, am I going to, like, do this a different way? And, like, for me, Mastodon's been nice, and I actually have been consistently using it for several years now, but, like, it took some effort, and it wasn't just, like, replacing Twitter for me. Like, I've stayed active on Twitter as well, and, sure. you know, I, I've got a bigger footprint on Twitter. Um, but, like, you know, I found people on Mastodon. Like, some Metafilter people came over to Mastodon. Most of them didn't stay active. But I found other people who were there who were, like, there because they wanted to be there rather than because they were wanted to not be somewhere else. And, you know, so I've got my own sort of thing going there. But it doesn't – it certainly doesn't replace the Twitter network I have. It's just a different separate place that I also like that uh, has a little bit of overlap. And, yeah, like, that's – you know, those are two different things. And – yeah, there's things that I would not be able to easily replace if I just, like, nuked my Twitter account, which is frustrating. But also, I'm kind of in the camp of, like, you know, I will be here and tell Elon Musk to go fuck himself whenever the thought occurs to me. And, you know. I did chime in on one of his, you know, zillion comment threads on Twitter being like, I don't think you understand the First Amendment. Yeah. Because I don't. Yeah, God, he's so fucking. God, he's. God, he's Sorry. He's good. To be so loud and so incurious and have, like, billions of dollars to throw around in support of it, it's just so, it's it's a stupid world. We live in a stupid world where stupid people are rewarded for stupid acts. And that's, it's it's frustrating when, when one lets one's mind dwell upon it. I'm going to start saying everything using one. And I'm going to just slip into this super fusty uh, high register. Um <laughs> One can go fuck oneself. Let's talk about harder drives. Uh, this is not a post I made because someone else had already made it a couple weeks earlier, as I found when I went to make it like a day or two ago. Um, this is a post Zen Gargo made this. This is a, a half hour long or so video uh, by a guy who goes by Tom Seven. Um, I've seen his name around, but I don't uh, know much about him. But he makes fun, engaging, weird content, basically. And this is a video where he proposes three different methods for making sort of bad hard drives for no good reason, using unlikely devices. And so one of the things he uses is uh, the internet using the fact that a ping carries information with it. So you could use it as a hard drive by sending pings out to servers with like high latency. So it takes them a while to send it back. So you don't actually have to be storing that information while it's en route to the server you're pinging and coming back. And so you can just treat all of that stuff that's in transit as, as storage. memory and storage. Um, it's you know, this, it's, is this real? This is real. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's, like, I understand that it's also conceptual, but like he's not yeah, like, just goofing. No, no, he, he, he made all of these. Like it's definitely, it's like, it's, it's absolutely goofing, but it's like, 
goofing on the square you know yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. he's he's doing like the video is like him documenting the process of working out each of these things as actual proofs of concept you know the other two things are using tetris emulators to store memory by creating specific arrangements of uh solid and empty spaces on a tetris board and doing that for like 4000 simultaneous tetris emulators um which let him create enough memory to store the ROM data of Tetris itself and then run that on an emulator, um, which is a nice goof. And then, uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, used, used COVID-19 tests, like a little microchip in, in enabled one, wiring a shitload of those together to be able to- They have chips in them? Uh, some of them do like these are fancy ones They're like cost prohibitive like 200 bucks for the tester box and then 65 bucks for each one use plastic microchip laden it's, it's goofy anyway the video is delightful it's you know, i like his voice i listen yeah, like, to it yeah he 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 talks good he writes good it's it's just it's very good um i enjoyed it a great deal the video is a lot of fun to watch it's a case where it actually is a half hour video that's like a half hour worth of video content rather than just someone taking, you know, a 10 minute long piece of text and reading it on camera. Um, it's, it's, it's very nice. I enjoyed it a great deal and you should go check it out. That's my take. Good. Let's see. Thank what you. Else you got? I have uh, a shorter list this month than usual, partly because this month was shorter for us than usual. Yeah. Um, I really like this post uh, partly for the conversation um, from Dancing Leaves about doctors dismissing concerns of women, oh, people yeah. of color, non-binary people, and how you can deal with and manage that medical gaslighting. And it's nice. I like it because it's kind of a big tent thread because it's sort of initially about, you know, women, people of color, non-binary. but. Other people chime in with, you know, concerns that they have, like with dentistry, you know, pelvic exams specifically, you know, have like both of those things have a need for like a trauma informed perspective. Uh, there's people who talk about that in the thread, you know, people who are fat often get like gaslighted by their doctors. And, you know, it's a conversation. Obviously, it's slightly difficult, um, obviously. Um, and there's a it gets a little too much talking about dentistry, maybe, but um, just in general, it was kind of a friendly, friendly conversation about you know how you can make uh, sort of medical and dental procedures less, less um, more just. I think is is actually the better way to put it, right? Like, there's a lot of doctors who get this right, but there are many who get it very wrong and who are in positions of power where, you know, you have a bad experience at the doctor. You see this a lot in Ask Metafilter. And a lot of times people are like, I'm not totally sure how to deal with this. Like, you know, they're my regular doctor maybe, but they did this thing that was completely inappropriate or problematic. Or, you know, I have some complicated health issues and they just dealt with me as if I was some, you know, root one person with root one issues. I don't appreciate that. Like, you know, it's not malpractice, but it's definitely of concern. And I think yeah. a lot of people have a hard time figuring out how to manage that. So I appreciated, um, I appreciated, uh, I appreciated this thread. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it when there's a good conversation like that. It's like, it's one of the things that feels like uniquely really nice 
as far as like the kind of conversations Metafilter can produce. Like I, I enjoy goofing about stuff with people. Like that's kind of my whole posting inclination most of the time. Sure. Um, but there is something there is something a little bit special about being able to get into like a sort of harder and more revelatory conversation like that with the with the confidence that like it's not going to just immediately inherently turn into like the worst kind of shit show and like it's depressing that that feels like a dis- like discerning feature discriminating feature uh no i know what web, you're saying but though. like it's it's true you know it's it's a good thing it's something i appreciate a lot yeah difficult um, issues without a whole bunch of people being like have you tried yoga kind of shit yeah. which you yeah, definitely well, uh, find and, on the larger yeah. internet yeah, and I mean, you'll you, you like it's still people. You there's still like things that feel like the obvious. Oh, someone was going to say that, but like it's nine steps up from like the sort of shit you see in replies on Twitter every single fucking time in bulk. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't really see liked... it on Twitter because librarian Twitter isn't like that. <laughs> but I don't see a lot of it directly. I sure. mostly see it when other people I know who have different standards of impulse control for like. Sure engaging with shitheads and Twitter likes to highlight when my friends respond to something. And so then I get to see it in a sort of second order way. And yeah, Yeah, I I definitely have a couple like old man yells at clouds friends on Twitter (laughs) and it's, it's hard because you know, I respect their right to do that. That is one thing the bird site is for, but also I'm like Twitter, stop shoving this in my face and don't. Yeah. Nobody has to tell me how I can adjust the four settings that Twitter has to make it not do this because it's on balance. I'd rather have it than not have this feature, but still. Yeah. Here's a post by uh, Curious New about uh, this crazy sort of leaf calligraphy thing. Um, Doing basically gold... uh, Arabic script on uh, the desiccated, just the vein remains of leaves. It's just, it's a like simple but not easy. Like it's a it's a simple concept, and it's it's just like a Twitter account collecting together a bunch of examples of this stuff. Um, a lot of which from some poking around, I think was like this. Maybe some of it more contemporary. Some of it is you know older. Um. But it's just like it's 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 a great concept and it just looks gorgeous and it was a neat thing that I had never seen before. So that's a that's a pretty good outcome. Oh man, what a what a what a interesting throwback! I think I told you that like my uh, then husband got a um, one of the Sultan signatures tattooed on his shoulder in a thing that only kind of a twenty some odd year old white man could do and I'm very curious kind of if he still has this tattoo though we are not still in touch and looking at these they're very evocative of you know I mean I get it you kind of fall in love with a swirly pattern if you're somebody not from that culture but that was a thing that maybe 30 years ago you might then go get a tattoo of whereas it's a thing nowadays I think most people wouldn't you know yeah Uh, stop and (laughs) think about this yeah stop stop and think but it still has it evokes that for me, and also, uh, yeah, Ramadan, Passover, yeah. Easter. Yeah. Have what I a, what spoken a... to you since? I don't think so. I think that was in between. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, 
the first well like, yeah because you were talking about going to uh yeah and it turned out okay i took my covid tests the first covid tests i have taken during this whole thing um jim took his covid tests we were all fine we went to a 12 person everybody double tested passover and i was a little concerned it was going to be weird and it turned out to be great we met like my friend's daughter's boyfriend who was lovely and i got to sit next to and he told me all about his watch collection and i was like you are my kind of nerd kid and um you know he's like 20 he's got a watch collection what like him and his girlfriend are wearing wristwatches what like it was just and you know food was good jim can read hebrew which is cool so he got to read all the parts of the haggadah that were in hebrew because he was the best hebrew reader i was so proud of him um and it yeah just it was just a really nice time and so i was i was grateful for it nice and now uh, all the easter candy 75 percent off so i've got <laughs> just so many chocolate eggs stashed around my house you know, I, I got I, – there's so much Easter candy that I don't actually particularly like. Oh, yeah. Most of it's awful. Yeah. It's it's like a – it's a mixed bag there. Cheap, though. Yep. Yep. Uh, I liked this uh, Hippie Bear post that just has um, opening numbers for Tony Awards when Neil Patrick Harris had hosted, and they're just all <laughs> fun. You know, and they have uh, Hippie Bear links to some of his, um, like, some of the opening numbers he's in, some he's not, um, and, you know, his opening monologue, and it's just, you know, if those are the things that you love, oh my gosh, what a fun bunch of joy. They were short threads, you know, not a ton of people yammering in them, but just, you know, what a great thing to track down, link together, and share with people. Yeah, that's nice. Um, it was. I was really happy to see a post. Uh, Ulipian made a post about the 40th anniversary of Laurie Anderson's Big Science. Uh, oh, that's be... why people were tweeting about her a couple days ago. Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't even particularly notice that. Um, but yeah, that would make sense. Um, yes, this is an album that I really love. And, yeah, me too. Uh, I, 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 I'm sure I've talked at length about aspects of it on the podcast. So I'm not, not even going to get into it, but you know, it's the it's the album that Oh Superman is on, which is like the one Laurie Anderson song that people generally know if they know any, right? Uh, but aren't like a Laurie Anderson fan. Um, but uh, the whole thing is very good, and really... that's right. You did the cover of it. Yeah, yeah, I did a cover of Old Superman like 13 years ago, I think it was, which Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Um, but uh but the whole it, it's a great album. It's a great album to listen to today because a lot of it is like stuff that feels like just as resonant as it was at the time and also it's got such a unique and stripped down sound that like it's not an album that sounds dated. Like if you think about like oh yeah that's that album from the 80s a lot of albums sound like they're from the 80s but this album doesn't sound like anything else so it just sounds like big science. It sounds like Laurie right. Anderson doing her very specific thing. Right. Uh which is great. Well and um, um uh Bouvon Bouvin uh mentioned uh the laurie anderson norton lectures that she did at harvard really recently and in fact it was one of the things that jim and i saw during you know sort of uh it felt to me but maybe it wasn't sort of like heightened covid restrictions she did these lectures but they were specifically on zoom and so it was kind of cool because 
obviously she's a great speaker, but she really made the, like making the talks be very Laurie Anderson-ish over Zoom yeah. was its own cool thing. And it was weird because um, one of the things she talked about in one of these lectures, the one that I attended, and they're all recorded and you can go see them and you should, um, was public libraries. And so it was very interesting. And she had one specific set of negative interactions based on a fundamental misunderstanding of how the network of public libraries works in this country, which is not surprising. Um, but she talked about it and it was really interesting for me because I was like, Laurie Anderson misunderstood that. And then she went on to make some sort of comment. And the comment was a slightly negative commentary on something, not libraries, but just kind of, I thought libraries would be cooler. And in fact, they're less cool sure. than I thought. And then I was like, ah, now everybody's going to see that. <laughs> and then I had to be like, you know, I think I'm maybe just going to let it go and not be like a grumpy person on Twitter being like Laurie Anderson, who's like 99% lovely, you know, misunderstood a thing that I happen to know a lot about and, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because it's really stuck with me. Like I took a screenshot of it and I still think about it sometimes. It had to do with the things she wanted to do at libraries. She couldn't get uptake from a couple big libraries for this thing she wanted to do and then kind of extrapolated to all libraries that they, uh, they're they not interested in this thing. Um, yeah. And it was... It, it's just weird. Like, I just felt weird about it. I continue to feel weird about it. Um, <laughs> but the lectures themselves are just ast astounding in kind of what you can do on Zoom if you give a shit. You know what I mean? For yeah. artists and creators and musical people. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. And yes, this thread. Cool. Uh, another thing that I liked because I first read about it on Metafilter and was very confused and I sort of appreciated Dirty Old Town's um, uh, <laughs> framing was yes. the Onion getting permanently banned from Twitter <laughs> and tweeting about being permanently banned from Twitter and it was the kind of thing that really felt like an April Fool's joke or that it was maybe true but you were misunderstanding it but in fact it was just a great jape you know yeah. what i mean it was yeah, just no, it was it was it was it was like it was the most native to twitter the onion has ever been in terms of execution of a joke and it was fucking perfect um yeah because you know the onion is funny um, in general, but I often think about them not as necessarily being as medium aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they just, they're a website, kind of, who can also tweet, kind of. But a lot of their tweets are just tweets of stuff from the website. And this was, well, that I interact with. I don't interact with them, like, a ton. Um, but this was just so, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. I continue to see people with, like, onion strong uh, icons on their Twitter icons. <laughs> Love it. Um, there is uh, another post that someone beat me to. Uh, is uh, <laughs> this is this is I I 
I always worry that I'm going to sound like I'm like cheesed off. I'm actually just like recognizing the territory of thinking about posts and seeing things and thinking, oh, that'd be good for Metafilter. And it's like, it's always a good proof of the system working when like, I think this would be good for Metafilter and I go to Metafilter and someone else already had that thought. So this is not, this is not me being like, you know, fussed about it. I enjoy having this relationship with some posts yeah, where yeah, I yeah. didn't have to make the post and the post still got to exist because I wanted it to exist. Um, so this post specifically is by uh, Furtive. It's a uh, animation uh, called Summon Demons um, that is a one-bit black and white a- animation. Video um, is now private. Oh, is it? Well, maybe I can find a different one and put it in uh, because it's extremely good. Um, man, I wonder what happened there. I'll have to try and look it up. Um, anyway, well, that <laughs> take my word for it. It's a beautiful piece well, of Well, you said you had a different YouTube URL when you were initially yeah. going to post it, so maybe... Yeah, so maybe I'll see if I can find that. Um, he might have also just like updated what the available thing was, but um, just just to link to something for context, it's, it's and by a guy... And there's cartoon nudity in it? Tell me more. Uh, uh, the, there's... Um, the whole thing has sort of like a summoning a demon vibe of like a just a girl sitting on the floor in a room and like doing an incantation over a pentagram and then it goes like sort of through the looking glass and into a big uh hallucinogenic and psychedelic journey through a land of like demons and strangeness and that includes some uh brief uh male and female nudity among some of the people and demons involved um but yeah anyway yes this a guy named una morales who's been doing really really great black and white art uh and weird stuff uh for a very long time uh, so i'll link to his website in the the thing here but uh yeah anyway i really like that thing that maybe you won't be able to watch but uh maybe i'll remember to like find it and fix it pixel nudity thing. yep i like this uh very uh short and to the point post by etrigan etrigan and uh basically damon young black man writer contributes to the washington post sometimes people email him one guy basically gave him a bunch of weird shit about uh you know you do good work don't don't try to sound like you are still in the street because he used the word like ain't and he said them white boys instead of those white boys and uh basically uh damon young writes a response not at all interested in having it. And the first sentence is, I am better at this than you are at everything you do. And then <laughs> just goes down. And it's just kind of a takedown about, you know, this is why I'm writing this. Like, come on, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it's a great combination. And I always appreciate people who are like, yeah, let me just own how good I am at the things I do. And let me just tell you how good I am at the things that I do. Or, uh, you know, as they say, clapping back. Well, speaking of things that I don't know how to make a segue work. This is a dumb post I made of uh, the... uh... (laughs) the introduction to uh half-life uh video game from 1998 that's like you know big influential 
uh, piece of video game history. And one of the many things that were sort of interesting that it did was it had this opening sequence that was like a credit sequence where you just rode a tram into and through uh, an industrial facility uh-huh. before the game actually starts. And so you're just getting sort of like a tour of the facility, much of which you will then find your way through on the way so out. So it's of just it kind of showing you what what you're going to be seeing as you yeah but it's like it's staged as like a introductory tram ride into a facility as if you are an employee which you are in the game you're an employee who works here before everything goes crazy and it turns into a shooter um but like you know it was done with like sort of computerized uh ish sounding voice giving this like boring tour essentially and reminding you of you know safety guidelines and whatnot like it's intentionally not an exciting scene right um, right, it's just it's just a scene setting slow mo kind of yeah. yeah, which was like kind of like a a clever thing for them to do at the time. Anyway, someone recently uh, rep- made a mod for Half Life that replaces the original voice acting with the TikTok voice, the Texas speech voice, the one that talks like this. You know, and, I know uh, nothing about this thing. Yeah, if you watch some TikToks, you will sometimes hear a slightly mechanical, uh, usually female chipper voice reading text that appears on the screen because you could do that you can instead of having to actually talk and do voiceover or whatever on your tiktok video you can just use text to speech to have the app talk instead and so they've got like you know a siri like uh voice it just reads stuff it. yeah and it in classic ai I, I, forgive me for saying ai in classic computer generated fashion like the the actual sound of the voice has gotten better and better over time uh but its ability to capture inflection is completely absent so like you know if you wrote something like you know oh my dad died today and had text of speech right it was like my dad died today you know like there's just like this vague un uninflected sort of cheerfulness that runs through it so like having that read through the uh the intro uh spiel from half-life is uh Weird and unsettling and funny enough to make a post about, but also something that like makes me wonder like, is this going to land at all the same way for someone who didn't play Half Life back then, as it is for someone who's got like, like a specific cultural memory to, or is it just going to sound literally like, oh well yeah that's what it would sound like if they had it, it talking I don't know like it's, this is a thing that I I need to like, mine the brains of like you know nineteen year olds on TikTok to really get <laughs> right right right, anyway yes. So I, uh, you're going to talk about your dumb post. I'll talk about my dumb post. Yay. I've made two posts this month, but one was a long time ago and I do not like it as much as I like this post, which is basically about two young dudes who flew a modified Cessna around and around the desert (laughs) for 64 days to set an endurance record in 1958 through 1959 absolutely out of control ridiculous i heard about it on futility closet podcast that kind of summarized the story and then i went and tried to track down aspects of the story in different places on the internet and of course one of the things that's so great is people in the thread uh you know know more about planes than me or more than is actually written um you know, in these posts and could bring, you know, more, more information 
to to the thread itself which i which i enjoyed um and uh yeah what's what's the line uh next one of the guys people talk to him about it later you know ever thought about doing it again he's like next time i feel in the mood to fly endurance i'm gonna lock myself in a garbage can with a vacuum cleaner running and then have bob serve me t-bone steaks chopped up in a thermos bottle that is until my psychiatrist <laughs> opens for business in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It was yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Man. By all accounts. That's a terrible idea. I mean, go them, but also, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was just, you know, trying to raise awareness about plane safety and also advertise for a Vegas hotel. Uh <laughs> At the same time, because of too, course, two traditionally closely coupled. Of uh, course, concepts. it was. Uh, so yeah, I have to thank again whoever it was in my recommend me some podcasts uh, question uh, for recommending Futility Closet because even though it's a like not any not there anymore podcast. In fact, I can figure out who this is and uh, Firefleet suggested this was basically like you know it's not. It's not there anymore. It's, you know, they, they don't make new ones, but there's a lot of ones, old ones to listen to. Excuse me, scratching my ear. And um, they also have these lateral thinking puzzles, you know, where there's kind of like a weird situation. Someone describes it. You ask yes or no questions to figure out what's actually going on. And Jim and I like doing those. I've been on a losing streak with Scrabble lately, which is just making me sad. And like, it'll come around again. But like when I'm busy, I don't, maybe feel like losing a Scrabble game right then. So having sort of a, you know, little puzzle thing we can we can play where there's not really a winner or loser uh, yeah. is, is good. Nice. And so those are fun. And so I heard about the story. I made the post about the story. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, unless I list like five more posts I made this month, which I don't need to do, uh, we should probably just move on to Ask Metafilter. Sounds great. My only load is load of shit. Thank you, Lord, for this gift. My only load is load of shit. Thank you, Lord, for this gift. My only load is load of shit. Load of shit. Load of shit. One of these great uh, list-generating uh, questions. What have you got in your pocket? by Robin of Froxley. Basically like, sure, we all like pockets. We all want pockets. But are there things you regularly keep in your pockets? Not like the stuff you have to shove in your pockets because you need them, but like other things you keep. Like, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but my sister always keeps a buck, four, a buck 50 in quarters in the mm. front pocket of her pants. Yeah. Always. I mean, she says always, and it, it's not actually always, which is it, itself very interesting because it's like her thing. And she says, I always do this. But every now and again, I'm like, do you have a quarter? I need it for. She's like, eh, I, don't, I don't. I'm like, what about the buck 50 in quarters? You're the. Ugh. um, But yeah. So, you know, people carry like handkerchiefs and rubber bands and camping cups and dog treats and, you know, glasses, wipers receipts uh you know chapstick etc 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 but it's like kind of an interesting an interesting thread where you kind of learn about how people handle their pockets i like it nice yeah 
Yeah, I don't think I keep anything in my pockets. It isn't like a what? Like you? T- well, you know, I my phone. My phone is usually in my pocket. But that's yeah, that's on but the that's list kind of, of like you know, and and I put my keys in my wallet, my pocket if I'm leaving the house, and then when I come home, I take them out of my pocket and put them on my desk. Um, every once in a while, I will have a, a a hair clip in my pocket if like my hair is down, but I'm expecting to put it up. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of it. Like, yeah, I don't have stuff I carry around in my pockets besides that. Yeah, no, for me, it's like stuff I find during the day. So like, you know, change I find in the street, change I get for stuff like receipts. But I don't leave the house with stuff in my pockets except for, yeah. except for like, again, my phone, like a handkerchief to wipe my drippy eyes when I'm outside in the wind, kind of. Um, my, my mask, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. I usually have that in a coat pocket. So that, that, I guess, I guess those count too. Well, and I have like a mini backpack I carry around a lot that, uh, ah. I believe I told you someone said I look like a kindergartner with it. Thank you very much, <laughs> supposed friend. Um, but yeah, and I have a whole bunch of stuff tossed in that. In fact, part of my plan today for my trip is getting everything out of the tiny backpack and making sure it's in my laptop bag because I'm bringing my laptop with me. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and I did want to mention uh, one uh, Metafilter post that I enjoyed a lot this past month, which was we all dish on Netflix. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people, you know, Metafilter, I, I feel like more than an average community has a lot of people that are heavily involved in online content. You know, and they're content consumers in a lot of cases. And so a lot of people both are heavy users of and also kind of sick of Netflix, but also use a whole bunch of other, you know, like, you know, maybe they've got HBO Max or Apple TV Plus Plus or CNN Plus 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 or like whatever these, you know, properties of Hulu. Um, And so it was a really good thread of people who know talking about, uh, you know, streaming online content and I learned about uh online content uh uh streaming site that I didn't know about which is having or was having a sale uh which is called MHZ Choice which has a whole bunch of really interesting stuff on it and I may actually drop my Netflix uh down to a lower category start picking up MHC Choice, and a very nice Mephite offered me access to his Plex. So thanks for that. Nice. And uh, so now I'm, that's how I'm watching Beforeiners again. Yeah, but it was a fun thread. A lot of people talking about Netflix. I appreciated it. Did, did you get around to actually watching Severance? Not yet. It's, okay, it's still should, on the to-do list. You should so we can talk about it because I finished watching it and it's really good. How long is it? It's like nine episodes. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. No, I was busy uh, finishing watching our flag means death. Uh, ah, so I gotta watch that. Uh, it ends on kind of a like like there better be a second season because the ending <laughs> is fucking grim. If there's no second season, you know what I mean. Yeah. But if there is a second season, that ending is okay. But there isn't yeah. a second season scheduled yet. So yes, very stressful. Uh but yeah, Severance, yeah. next. Se- yeah, do it. Do it, and I'll watch the pirate show. Okay. All right, good talk. Um, <laughs> let's see. 
Uh, oh, I did. I, I, I got around to uh, asking the question that I said during the last podcasters ask and then forgot what it was. And then someone eventually reminded us in the meta talk. Oh, yeah. And then the you asked the question in the weirdest way possible. So nobody could figure out what you were looking for. I, you know, here's the thing. I, as I asked it, I found myself trying to explain exactly what I was looking for and realizing that, like, it's the idea in my head is a little bit fuzzy and undefined. And, like, well, because I, I understood do... it when we talked about it last month, but then I read this and I was like, what? So, well, and that's the thing. Uh, like, I don't know if, I don't know if I had conveyed it last month or if, I guess it was still this month, last podcast, whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I sat down and wrote this and rewrote a little bit and it's like, Am I going to be able to make this clearer? And it's like, nope, this is what I got right now. I'm just going to go for it. And, you know, I got Did a you bunch get answers of... that were useful to you? Uh, yeah, no, there were a couple of things I remember. I, I, I'd have to go through and, like, read through it again to pick out the stuff that felt like it was most on point. But there were a couple of things that hit the specific thing I was looking for, mm-hmm. as well as a lot of people sort of talking usefully about things that are, like, maybe not quite what I was asking, but fall into the same general territory. And for people who aren't reading but are just listening, this was about Cor- Cortex talking about recordists and how that was a weird both general term and not a term that would be used by people who are actually hyper-specifically working in the field, kind of? Was that yeah. accurate? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, what other things are like that? Where do you have that sort of thing of a utility catch-all term that is sort of distinct from rather than just also covering uh, the individual roles, which is, it's, it's a weird thing to pin down. Like it's, I liked like, Porpoise's answer, which was just compliance, because I do think of that as being weirdly similar to how mm. I took you to be meaning that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think there might be like, <laughs> I, I still don't know what the fuck consultants do. Like, I mean, I'm I know people consultant. who do... Uh, well, okay. Let me let me be clear. Like, I know what consulting is as a concept, and I know. People oh, but who you do mean like if you're somebody who works for like? But yeah, I've 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 had like friends who's like their job is oh what do you do oh I'm a consultant you know I'm in consulting and like I I can talk that to they them work for a company as a consultant which is yeah. different than what I do which is like freelance nonsense. Yeah, and it's like it's it's one of those things that just like it it has remained outside my field of experience enough that I still don't feel like I know exactly what the fuck half the people say. No, I think they're means. business consultants. They just don't like to say business consultant because that makes it sound sure. boring. Yeah. They maybe. help businesses be more businessy. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so I did that. I did the thing. Yeah. I asked the thing and people did their best to answer my strange question and And I'm, thank I'm you happy those with people. All, all that went. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks folks. Uh, I enjoyed this question that was from uh, just yesterday from Evil Mom Lady. Oh, I may have linked to the specific comment, but you can remove the cruft at the end of this. Or why don't I just move remove the cruft and now it'll be there Do twice? It. Yeah. Um, like, so basically, really boring thing here is that uh, that no one needs to know about, but I'm going to tell you because it's managed to come up. Is that when you paste a individual comment like that with the inline thing on it, it totally breaks my parser, and I have to like excise it later. I'm so, so sorry. So you're helping. Well, it's 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 it's. <laughs> It's not a reasonable thing to expect you to worry about. This like you're pasting AMS a URL from our uh... of the podcast. Oh, I'm we, super gonna... sorry. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna crinkle some paper shit. now. What? I'm gonna. I I can't make enough noise with my hands for the joke. Okay, this is <laughs> terrible. Let's stop. Is it AMSR ASMR? I don't know what it is. ASMR asynchronous meridian response or meridian? auto something. Uh, I think so. I'll, I'll look it up. 
Autonomous uh, you, you sensory meridian autonomous response. Sensory I've already looked it up. Who are you talking right. to here? I don't know. I don't get that I've, pleasurable tingly sensation. Let me just yeah, tell you either. that right now. Yeah. In fact, yeah. it makes me aggravated because I can't hear it very well. And I'm always like, what? What? Fuck. Ugh. There's a whole fucking like, uh, I mean, there's a shitload of ASMR content on every platform. Basically, you can find very weird, like algorithmically generated premises for ASMR content, like that are clearly how these channels are generating their content. Right. Um, but on TikTok too, like I'll, I'll be looking through TikTok and sometimes it'll bring up someone's like live stream and like half the fucking time it's somebody doing ASMR where they're just sitting at a microphone, looking into a camera and like crinkling some paper or <sighs> pulling their fingernails over the, the mesh on the microphone. It's like, this must be doing it for someone, but this right. is not content. This is, right. this is like, this is like, I mean, honestly, I never, ever come across a live content thing on TikTok that isn't shit. Like, <laughs> it's that, or it's someone opening packs of Pokemon cards, or it's someone streaming a movie sideways, like, just straight up, like, oh, I guess maybe people say, oh, it's Lion King. I'll watch Lion King sideways on this. With this other like, person, it's, yeah. It's, 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 such, it's such a strange pile of, like, chum on a platform that already has, like, you know, way too much content and then there's a specific way that people are trying to la I don't understand it like it's just strange anyway yeah so uh, sorry for whispering <laughs> uh, but basically evil mom lady has a house guest house guest wants to make soup evil mom lady pulled out an appropriate cooking vessel and said this is my biggest kettle and the house guest was like a kettle that's a pot and there starts the discussion about whether where you're from and whether to you a kettle can be both like a pot kind of thing more like a cauldron or just like a thing you boil water in on the stove to make tea kind yeah. of thing interesting like i'm firmly in like no a kettle is a, a thing you boil water in like a tea thing well and i'm familiar with a kettle as being like like kettle corn like a huge cauldron kind of thing that you make like sugary popcorn in oh, for sure. example yeah but i i don't ever use it like that to me it feels like an archaic word and so there's just a lot of people chiming in and evil mom lady literally uh eight minutes ago uh their comment is today i learned that one of my regular everyday words is mostly considered quaint old-timey rural archaic and possibly a little bit swedish <laughs> i am not entirely displeased <laughs> that is an okay outcome yeah so that, yeah, all, worked, guess, that all worked out nice I guess kettle corn and then like kettling as like an abusive police tactic are. Uh, oh yeah, you know the only person that's... I know who talks about that is Corey Doctorow. If you read <laughs> Corey's books, there was one of them that he wrote that just talks about kettling like a lot, and I'm like, dude, we get it. Like it's a it's a cop tactic. Well, he you know he just like he he gathered a lot of discussion of kettling in one confined space. Um, uh... I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a, a ask me from two thousand five hey. from Cliff that I want to mention uh, because he linked it in response to me asking about like trying to fit uh, b trying to source flat heavy cheap things like that's the the title of this question is heavy flat and cheap 
Uh, oh, did this like come around again? Because Glenn F on Twitter was trying to figure out just the heaviest possible priority mailbox. Yes, well, and and specifically, yeah, who, whoever that came from was I, I probably probably Glenn, um, but but figured out in fact that it was impossible to go over the weight limit with anything on US. this planet. Yeah, like we have we have no known substance dense enough that if you filled up a priority a small primary box entirely with it, it would exceed the seventy five pound weight limit, or seventy pound weight limit. Like yeah, osmium, which is you're not going to find cheap, presumably, but if you could find you know seventy five cubic inches of it and cast it into one of those, it would still only weigh like sixty pounds. So. There's nothing on the planet that can violate the weight limit on that. But that got me thinking, like, okay, well, but if you wanted to do it cost-effective, what would that look like? And, you know, what are the sort of, like, the good choices? And so I was asking about that, and then Boncliffe was like, oh, hey, here's this Ask Me from 2005. Neat. Um, Boncliffe, who's looking for a hammock, and then somebody told him how to lie in a hammock, and he complained about it on Twitter, (laughs) which I (laughs) respected. But I'm also like, just link to your question, dude. Come on. Yeah, get some answers while you're at it. Great. Uh, that's the entirety of my Ask Me content. Okay. So I have a couple different ones. Um, this one from Jezak, uh, basically like, I'm rereading a book I hadn't read in 20 years. I remember it at the time hitting me one way, but now it hits me in a completely different way. Like, what, what, what content that you liked and that you still maybe like you're understanding it different. Like, not like, oh, I read this, but now I realize that guy's a creep kind of thing. Um, And so basically, you know, tell tell me what you got. And it is a great thread of people re-experiencing literature, often from their childhood or young adulthood. And, you know, how, how it hit them how it hit them differently or what what they think about differently. Like, you know, I used to think Calvin of Calvin and Hobbes' dad was kind of weird, but now that I'm older, I'm realizing he's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of thing. Um, you know, Breakfast Club, I found everybody unrelatable, but now I watched it again and I really felt differently. You know, I felt it in my gut now, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a great thread of lots of people and you know and it's and it's great everybody gets a favorite uh, or a best answer and um there's just a lot of really interesting rereads of yeah. stuff from Star Trek to Calvin and Hobbes to the Hobbit to Grizzly Man to um Oh, just I'm reading Grizzly, what somebody said about Grizzly Man. I was like, oh, God. Um, But yeah, and then um, along those same lines, just in terms of media you experience, um, Red Nikki is like, look, I'm sick. I'm not able to really read a lot right now. We've got a sick pet. I'm really wanting to interact with content that is lower stakes, less murdery, not very intense, not super loud. It's not vet related. And, you know, what I'm trying to, you know, what I'm what I'm trying to find. So like gentle, you know, maybe reality stuff, but not animal related. What's calm for me right now? And so it's a nice, you know, everybody says detectorist, Steven Universe, Kim's Convenience, that kind of stuff. Um, But there's a lot of 
there's a lot of good suggestions and my guess is Red Nikki's probably not the only one who could use <laughs> that kind of a suggestion right no, now. Everyone else is doing great. Everyone else is having a fantastic <laughs> time. Uh, <laughs> the world is a carnival of delights. Um, yeah. And I think those are um, mostly it. I did want to point out the, if you are somebody who's interacting with Our Flag Means Death, um, season one is on uh, fanfare and, you know, not a lot of conversation, but some useful conversation about kind of how people, how people felt about this. Um, I think we absolutely need to say a hearty goodbye and thank you for everything to Eyebrows. In case yes. people miss that, I don't know if there's a single person who listens to the podcast who doesn't follow MetaTalk, but I just want to say, Laura, <laughs> you have been a delight to work with. I wish you every happiness in where you're going, and I hope everything works out great. And uh, the transition team actually made a post of their own yes. in case people are curious about how transition team things are happening and what they talked about and and how that's all working. Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, and I'd had a post sort of presaging that, talking about, like, the sort of bootstrapping conversation we had leading up to that. Um, and yeah, this is, um, yeah, I guess it's been a busy couple of weeks, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, eyebrows, eyebrows uh, finding a, a job that is going to be, like, a full-time new sort of passion thing is really great because I know it's it's something she's been trying to sort of like look at for a while and it sort of finally came together which is fantastic um it's it's weird to be in a position of not having as much of a I will miss working with you when I've already sort of like covered that from my end with her uh with my own uh departure but like it is it's 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 a weird sort of it's always such a weird sense of like changing of the guard when uh someone leaves from the mod team because it's it's such a small team and it's such a sort of close working relationship and how we deal with all this complicated stuff in the community so uh it's fantastic for her it's kind of a tricky weird thing for the rest of the team to have even more institutional knowledge going away but uh but you know she'll be around and and uh and i'll be around so uh it's doable um, and yeah, the transition team stuff. I'm. This is like one of the big sort of check marks. I think we were like pre-roll still when talking about like a sense of getting stuff off my plate. But like that's been the whole sort of ongoing project, and the transition team is a big part of that. Where getting them going and letting them sort of just take the wheel on stuff uh, is a huge relief. Like not like like there's there's the relief of like moving away from my responsibilities which is like at a personal level but it's also it's a huge relief in terms of feeling good about letting go of something that matters so much to me to like have a sense of people in motion who also really care about it in the same way and are not just hoping for stuff to continue or to improve but like digging in on it and that's that's really great and so I'm really excited to see what they get up to and to you know be be available as is useful you know, to advise on stuff, but like the whole point is it's not my, not my uh, circus to run. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that they have stepped into the ring. Did I pull that metaphor off? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
I'm looking forward to see what they get up to, and I'm glad they're getting up to it, and it's uh, it's a it's a big relief and a useful thing for me that they are. Yeah, so. thank you for Thanks, everybody guys. on the transition team or who's just been uh, constructive in Metatalk uh, helping you guys make those plans. Yeah, it's good. And yeah, um, I guess we had a Mastodon thread in MetaTalk on the tail end of the, the Twitter stuff. So if you're interested in seeing where other people are on Mastodon, check that out. Um, are they all on Mastodon or people in other places? Uh, people are in other places too, but Mastodon, Mastodon's the most Twitter-like alternate out there. Like you could go spend your time doing something else somewhere else on some other social media platform. But if you're looking for sort of the Twitter feed kind of thing, Mastodon is like much more straight across than spending time on like, you know, whatever Instagram. Um, whatever Instagram. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, I saw oh, somebody uh, had like a really good, like, you know how people have link trees sometimes? that like just can have like a bunch of links to stuff because I guess people don't have websites. Yeah. Uh, sure. I saw another one of those that of course I signed up for recently and promptly forgot what the hell it was called. <laughs> if I, if I think about it, I will uh, toss it in the, in the podcast thread. Cause it was an easy place to be like, these are my websites. These are my socials. These are my yeah. blah. And you can leave like a really short, easy uh, sort of, this is where I am. Go find yeah. me. Yeah, that, that's ringing a bell, actually, and I'm, I'm trying it's to... It's like I am on or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Oh, yeah. It's not in my support file. I'll never know, I guess. There's also a uh, sort of... Oh, where to find yay me. four years of... Oh, that sounds right. It's where to find out me. Yeah. Um. Sparky Buttons. Uh, hey, Sparky Buttons! Has been going on for four years, and that's rad. It's a just it's a monthly send what you can send, receive what you want to receive sort of card exchange that goes all year round. And if you like sending and receiving cards, go fucking check it out because it's great and it's been going well for for years now. Thanks uh, so much for doing that, Sparky Buttons. It's a nice thing. Oh man, um, I've already forgotten yeah. my password or login or. <laughs> Whatever it is on where to find me. Sparky Buttons, thank you so much. Card Club is a delight. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to continue to be, uh, continue to be part of that. Getting mail is, yeah. is fun and having me fights to swap low, low stakes mail with has been something I enjoy. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Well, I think we, we, we've hit the, the 90 minute mark perfect get the fuck out of here we'll 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 go with your pretend hard out at four um i'll find out what happens when i press the button on this strange double text box salgo salgo box yep yeah so if 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 the last thing you hear is unearthly screaming uh and metal chains flying through the air then i've been trapped in a hellraiser situation which will be a very ironic death for me <laughs> friends, this is Edvis. I'm the new audio producer, 
editor, sound guy, uh, something like that, that our hosts were very thoughtful not to call out by name earlier in the podcast, uh, which I think means there must now be exactly 10 people listening to this recording. I have three requests for you. Uh, First of all, we're looking for transcription help, uh, either as a transcriber or better yet by leading the transcription project. Uh, Second, I'm looking for music that might be interesting to insert into the podcast. Uh, If there are musicians out there who want to record a 10 or 20 seconds podcast-related audio clip, uh, that would be great. Also, if there are things in Metafilter music from the past that Uh, you think would be great uh, for the podcast, please let me know. Uh, Finally, uh, though I'm very happy to be doing this job, uh, if anyone wants to compete with me for it and or um, share it with me, uh, please don't hesitate to let me know. Uh, I won't be jealous. Uh, Cheers to everyone and our mods and, and the site.